Welcome back to the Recalibrate Podcast. I'm your host, JC, and each week I talk about my experience in ways that I've made small shifts in certain areas to improve my mindfulness, mental health, and happiness. On today's episode, I'm so excited to be having Megan Mahaffey on the podcast. Megan and I recently met because of a program that she put on with her business called Art Girl, which really focuses on creativity as self-care to promote self-reflection, discovery, imagination, all of the good things. As soon as I heard Megan talk for two minutes, I knew I wanted to have her on the podcast. (laughs) Megan, thank you so, so much for coming on today. I'm so excited. Oh my God, I'm so happy to be here. Before we get into Art Girl and everything behind that, I wanted to start out by getting to know the magic behind the scenes of you and your background. (laughs) So can you start by going into a bit of what your background is like, how you grew up and how you got into this? Yeah, I grew up in Colorado and I went to college there too. And when I first went to college, I was studying psychology, but sort of didn't click with it. I think I was just kind of too young, honestly, to know what I wanted to do. And so I took some time off and I got really into yoga and meditation and Ayurveda and things like that. So I went to India and spent a year over there just really immersing myself in yoga and Ayurveda. And it was an amazing experience that still really shapes how I consider creativity and art and wellness and how those two things are married to each other in my mind a lot. And when I got back to Colorado after that experience, I went back to school and I studied art and art history and worked for many years in museums. And the experiences that I had in museums were fantastic because as an educator, I got to see really firsthand when people got to come into the museum, see the art or the objects on display and then respond creatively to them. First of all, every experience was so different. Every person sees art and experiences it a different way. But regardless of what your emotional or your experience with the art on display was, it was always uplifting, you know, or or illuminating in mm. some way for these people, the visitors that I worked with at museums for the last 10 years. And so knowing that and seeing it firsthand, I kind of remembered how interested in psychology I had been in my youth. And so just on my own, I started to read a little bit more about the science of creativity and trying to understand a little bit more why it was that I was observing this change in mood and tone so often with my students and visitors in museums. And that is kind of how Art Girl was born. I saw an opportunity to create programming that specifically is targeted to helping people find a little bit more about themselves, discover their truths, you know, maybe get a little bit happier from their own interpretations of making. And it's been great so far. (laughs) Oh my God, that is amazing. I had no idea that you went to India for a year. That is so interesting. I also think it's funny, like this psychology to yoga pipeline. I also (laughs) was very interested in psychology growing up. Like I wanted to be a psychologist. I had psych classes in college. And then, yeah, same thing. I took a different direction with my career, but it always is like that underlying 
curiosity that I have about how people view the world, like why they interpret things a certain way, why, like you said, with art, two people are staring at the same exact image, but they interpret it so much differently and what causes that to happen. I know. And I think you're right. Yoga and yogic philosophy is also a tool for understanding yourself better when you really think about it. And like those things are so connected. And I think it's so exciting. I know you obviously know a lot about yoga (laughs) and mindfulness and all of that. And it's really exciting to see how there's a lot of science and mainstream talk about mindfulness and its benefits. And it's really cool to see it's been maybe 10 years since I got back from India. And in Mm. that short time, I've really sort of seen it's like at first, people weren't really talking about that very much, or it sort of wasn't, oh, well, that's like, in this box over here with the like hippie yoga (laughs) but but in reality it's these ancient systems are still around for a reason because they work (laughs) yeah absolutely and then growing up were you really interested in creativity did you find yourself gravitating towards that or was that something that you picked up later my my mom will laugh hearing this because she is so creative herself and my whole family is very creative and I was so lucky to have just a wonderful childhood full of art making and and painting and all these great wonderful fun things but when I was in high school I loved to doodle I was doodling a lot (laughs) I my mom was really supportive and encouraging and said you should take art classes you should you know think about design graphic design there's all these like professions and things like that and she was so wonderful but I was like an angsty teen so I was like (laughs) and so though I was I was definitely creative for sure and I it's my true belief that everybody is creative even if Mm. even you know so even if I myself at age 16 wouldn't have said, yes, I'm creative. It was definitely still a point in my life that, you know, creating is a key to human existence. And I think that's true for everyone, whether or not you are conscious of that. Yeah. And that's so funny, too, because I'm sure when you were little, you had no inclination that you were just doodling you didn't think that it would become such a huge part of your life later on did you have a career path when you were little that you were always interested in like when I grow up I want to be x I was in theater I loved choir I loved being on the stage and that's when I was a kid what I sort of wanted to be when I grew up an actress or a journalist someone that was like speaking in front of people was a career path or somewhere that I wanted to go and I think my experience with theater and choir and things like that where I was being creative but in a kind of different way than I am now is it was really good practice to express your ideas in front of people and also feel comfortable doing so. I think that is a really important part of creativity too. Like being able to express and share is part of the process. In fact, there are some psychologists that say creativity happens not within the mind, but actually outside of us because, you know, you can have a thought, but it doesn't really get adopted or make any difference until it's shared and in a lot of ways accepted by mm. other people in in the field that you're coming up with. So that that ability to share your ideas is is really important. And it's part of the creative process as well. 
Oh my gosh, that's so interesting. Yeah, and I feel like that also comes with being comfortable with sharing your ideas and being comfortable with yourself enough to be able to freely express how you feel and not have it be guarded or feel like you have to put walls up in certain ways because if you don't have that comfortability with yourself, then like a lot of other things start to come into the mix there. So I'm sure like obviously with practice that comes, but just also like getting more comfortable with yourself probably also unlocks a lot of creativity in that way. Yeah. And it's kind of like a cycle because being creative and like watching yourself make things can also build confidence. It's yeah. a really good tool for like visualization and those things that there's so many tools out there to to help you with that. But at the end of the day, as humans, that's our nature. We're all trying to make meaning out of life kind of all the time. And the creative process is sort of how we do that in a lot of ways. Even yeah. if you're not making art, you're still kind of like trying things out, problem solving, trying things a different way, trying to understand how something works. All of that is creativity. Yeah, definitely. I've been talking to friends a lot about this, this idea of consumption versus creation. And across the board, I think it's so easy for us to get caught up in the consumption piece, like in modern world technology, all of the things like everyone's always pushing that. And it brings you like this sense of this quick happiness that I talk about a lot, but it's not really this lasting happiness or joy or fulfillment. Whereas when you start to seek out ways to create rather than consume, it brings such a different element into how you interpret and experience joy. Yeah. And I'm so glad you brought up happiness because this process is one of the reasons I wanted to start art girl is because I read some studies and maybe I think maybe you've even talked about it on the podcast before but there's one psychologist who came up with this idea of flow state being yeah. a state of flow and he also has done lots of research in the world of creativity but I think when you think about flow state his idea and I mean I think it's so true that happiness is not a fixed state like every other emotion you come into that and you you know it it ebbs and flows but with flow state that's a way that you can get yourself into experiencing the joy that comes from doing something you love and creating something and I think that is another reason that Art Girl has been so exciting so far because it's an opportunity to leave the self-judgment at the door and knowing that you're just there to have fun and try to do something that you like and when you do it for a long time without distractions without the distraction of your phone buzzing you're getting emails you're getting texts and mm -hmm. when you're working with your hands at doing an art activity then you're like allowing yourself to enter that state of flow you're giving yourself time to create whereas in our daily lives nowadays with technology and social media we are so inundated all the time with notifications and buzzes and it's really hard to focus honestly yeah because we're so used to consuming rapid consuming and you know not everybody feels the pull to create something but we are all creative in nature like everything you do is creative when you really think about it the meals you put together the ingredients you choose when you're making a salad that's creative even things like putting together spreadsheets and coming up with systems for how an event is going to work or for your budget like that all of that is the same sort of muscle I think that 
that is creative. And so when you're allowing yourself to practice or forge those new pathways in your brain of creating and getting into the state of flow, then the rest of your life kind of becomes happier because you have the tools and you've created those grooves in your psyche to be creative. Creativity also can be problem solving and things like that in your life that are not necessarily writing or making art, but even in your day-to-day existence, you're now solving problems creatively. Yeah, that's so interesting. And I think that starts to reshape how a lot of people view creativity because growing up, you are kind of taught that you're in art class or something like that and you like aren't a world-class painter or artist and then you're just labeled as not creative at least that's what happened to me like growing up I was not good at drawing or I mean it's like an objective measure I guess there's no good or bad but like I definitely wasn't a child prodigy and then like I was just labeled as not creative and then that kind of stuck with me my entire life that just okay I'm not a creative person and anytime someone asked me I'd be like oh I'm not creative and it wasn't until recently I think me and you talked about this at the event like I was talking to one of my friends that's amazing at art she builds furniture she like has the most beautiful creative mind and I was like oh I wish I was creative like you and she <laughs> she was like, JC, what do you mean? Like every month you make a yoga sequence and like you figure out the order of poses and the music and the lights and like you create this whole experience for people. And that was totally. the first thing that unlocked my like she just like <laughs> healed my inner child basically. Yeah, but now that unlocks such a huge thing for me, I'm like, oh. Yeah, maybe I am creative and then I start to see it in other ways and like then it unlocks this ability like, okay, yeah, I can create these things and implement it into my life. But I think it's the hard switch for people if they've grown up a certain way. Yeah, it's so damaging, but I think you're right that it's a really common thing. I used to hear it all the time with my students who were young kids who would be in my program and say things like, I can't draw, I'm not creative and it's wrong because a skill like drawing... Of course, there are some people that are naturally inclined to draw, but creativity is innate to all people. It's yeah. part of us, regardless of if you end up, you know, being a Michelangelo making a masterpiece, <laughs> you know, being studied for centuries, or if you are simply just, yeah, making a yoga flow, putting a salad together, you know, driving, taking a new route to work, all of those things, you're creating something new. In, in psychology, there's two types of creativity, big C and little C. I think that's one of the more widely used frameworks for understanding creativity. So big C creativity would be innovations that have changed the world in some way. A lot of times that would be in the world of art. You could think of Michelangelo, Picasso, the big ones that, that you know their names that have changed something about their field. But it's also, you know, there are also big C people in scientific fields and other fields that have made big changes to the way that we operate, where little c is the type of creativity that you see really freely in children, where they're just free, they're not judging themselves, (laughs) they're just like putting pen to paper, they're running around, they're, you know, honoring themselves, honestly. And that type of creativity is available to everyone. It's part of all of us. Yeah, definitely. And that's why I think what you're 
doing with Art Girl was so amazing because you're creating spaces for people to tap back into that. And we've been talking about Art Girl a lot. So I guess just for a little bit of background for everyone, the reason I met Megan was at one of these Art Girl programs that she puts on. So basically, I was looking for new activities that I could do around the city. And I was craving more of that creative piece instead of just going out to dinner, consuming, going to bars. I wanted something else that I could do to really tap into that piece. I'm on a mission to try every single like little coffee shop in New York City. Like I have a full list separated by areas of the city and I am so determined to like try out new coffee shops every single week. I so love that. One Amazing. of them was this cafe in Brooklyn called Lion's Milk that was just on my list. I'd never been there before. I went there before work one day. I think I was working on the podcast. And then while I was waiting for my coffee, I saw the little poster and it said Coloring Club. It was so cute. <laughs> and I took a picture of it. And then, <laughs> then I was like, oh my God, one of, one of the events is coming up. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So basically every other two Tuesday for the last couple of months, Megan has been putting on these events where people can come and each week is themed differently, which is really what I was drawn to because if I just saw something that said coloring club or like drawing, I'd be like, mm, I don't know if that's for me. But then <laughs> I saw and it was so up my alley. Each night was themed with a different word. Like the first one that I had seen was abundance and then joy and self-love. And that was kind of similar to my mindset with how I theme my yoga classes. So immediately I was just like, this is aligned. So I went to one of the events by myself and I had the actual best night ever. It was so fun. I met so many new people. Like you said, that flow state, like I just was there for three hours and didn't touch my phone and just was so in the thick of it with creating. And it felt so good. Like it was the most restorative experience. Oh, I love it was the best. That. I'm but so happy. Do you want to go a little bit more into how you started Art Girl and how it came to be? Yeah. Well, first of all, it was so amazing that <laughs> description that you just said. That's exactly what I want people to feel after Coloring Club. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. Coloring Club is, I guess, Art Girl's main program at the moment and the main public program that we have. And mm -hmm. the idea behind it is, I mean, you just described it perfectly. The idea is it's low stakes. You Everything is provided. You don't have to set up or clean up or get any specialized supplies. Everything is there for you. But at the same time, the materials are intuitive enough that they are accessible to everyone, even if they're, you know, if you're a person that doesn't identify as an artist yeah. or even if you're a person that doesn't identify as creative, you still can come and create because we always have markers and coloring pages and things like that available. But then each session, like you said, focuses on a theme and uses a medium, a type of art making supplies to explore that theme. So clay, embroidery, we did paper marbling. There's been a lot of really fun mediums that we've explored. And I think the thing that's a little bit different about a program like Coloring Club is that there are art experiences you can do all over town. You can take a drawing class and those things are amazing as well. But Art Girl brings in a little bit of the wellness, self-discovery moments with exercises. And it's a little bit different. Actually, when I was first 
planning coloring clubs, I used a yoga class as a model. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. So I'm so happy that you saw the connection as a yoga mm. teacher because I always love, and I know you do this really well in your classes where you start with, this is what we're going to kind of explore, even if it's just a little sentence. And then sometimes, you know, you connect that to a part of your body and you can kind of come back to that through class. Here's an intention I'm setting, that kind of thing. It's a little bit less cut and dry with art. Well, that's not true. They're both really, they're both yeah. really fluent. And just like a yoga class, people can come in where they are. I provide usually a warm up activity, which tends to be prompt card, some things for people to think about. Sometimes I do more of a facilitated activity, but I find the prompt cards are really great because they have questions like, what brings you joy? What would that joy smell like, taste like? What kind of textures do you imagine it? And those questions can start to get you thinking kind of with that creative part of your mind, but also they can help you understand more about yourself. You know, it's that little bit of self-reflection that then when you start using the mediums, you've kind of laid this groundwork a little bit. And hopefully at the end, you've come away with something that's a little bit more meaningful than just copying something that someone else has painted and you're kind of going through the motions as well. I really believe that that is a key when you're thinking about using creativity as another tool in your process for self-discovery and deeper self-knowing. It's really about the meaning that you make from your creations. And as a facilitator, I am so honored and I literally always leave so inspired from these events but the magic of the program is really from each person's experience that they're having and understanding in themselves and that is the real alchemy of this creativity as self-care work it's about giving everybody the tools and the space to make something and kind of like dive a little bit deeper into it. And then the meaning that you make from your creation is really, it's you actually. It's not me or anyone else around you. And that's the whole thing with life too. <laughs> yeah, of course. And I feel like you incorporate so many things that just make it such a holistic experience that you can't get other places. Like A, logistically, I don't want to have to buy all these art supplies for my apartment and deal with that. And if not, <laughs> if art like isn't something that you dabble in regularly, like you don't have the supplies to be able to do it. So logistically, that piece is taken care of. And then way beyond that, it creates this community of people that are craving and looking for the same thing. Like I met so many new people that night that had the same idea in mind, got me outside of my comfort zone. And then bringing in the whole theme piece is just so, so smart because I think it allows people to just be so unique with it. You described Art Girl on your website. It was just to promote self-reflection and rejuvenate your unique individual creativity. And I love that you use the word rejuvenate because that's exactly how it felt. Like it just felt like such a rejuvenating experience that I left just so believably happy. And I think it's funny because we talked about a little bit when I was there, people are searching for this feeling of happiness and fulfillment and joy. And everyone is doing all of the things like the meditation and the sleeping eight hours and the yoga and the journaling, <laughs> like above and beyond, like putting in so much time and energy and effort into these things that will make you feel better. And of course, those things help. But at least for me, I was someone that 
that has been doing all of these things for a long time and there was still a piece missing. And I think the creativity piece brings it all together and allows you to just explore a lot of parts of yourself and what you have either worked through or thought about in a completely different way. Yeah, that's so true. And that is why I started Art Girl, because I really think it's a part of a holistic healing experience. I had a big spiritual awakening over the last couple years. And I think like you, I changed a lot of my habits. Mm. I worked really hard to sort of uncover a deeper part of my identity. And my life has changed a lot. But what I really attribute the change to, well, there's so many things that go yeah. on when you're making big changes in your life. But for me, that creative outlet to express and also reflect on things that were happening in yoga classes or meditations, you you kind of need that container as well to alchemize, if that yeah. makes sense. And like you said, some people are experiencing art girl on that level, but I've designed the program so that wherever you are in your life, in your journey, you can still come and experience the art making and make a friend, you get a drink, have a coffee. Yeah. And even if you just, it's the same thing I used to say about yoga. And maybe you say this too, like even if you're not thinking about or understanding all of the philosophy Mm -hmm. yoga brings, you know, the eight-limbed path, all of that amazing (laughs) stuff that doesn't really come through because the asana practice, of course, is just one part of yoga. But even if you don't know that or you don't care about that, you still are getting the benefits of this amazing practice that is way deeper than just a workout class. And I think you see that too when people leave yoga classes, like everyone is like, ah. Yeah, (laughs) of course. That's such a good point. Like everyone's not at that place where they're like, this is a spiritual, amazing experience. And now I've discovered myself. Like this is perfect. Obviously, people are at varying different stages of this um, across the board. And yeah, if the the bare minimum of you just are like, okay, I'm going to try this new thing. I have nothing to do on a Tuesday. And you go spend three hours, you meet one new person, you don't go on your phone for three hours, and you just do something that you normally wouldn't do. That in itself is amazing. <laughs> yeah. And I've I've observed friendships. I've heard from a lot of people anecdotally that they have made, you know, I'm new to the city. I'm trying to make friends. And this is such an opportunity to do that because you're meeting people that you have something in common with a little bit. You're interested in like yeah. doodling, even if it's just <laughs> that little. But the connections you can make at an activity like this are so much deeper than, you know, meeting someone at a bar. It's just a much different experience. For this season of Coloring Club did a discount, like you could buy a package and mm-hmm. so the the folks that all bought the package now they they all sit together and they're so Aww. wonderful and I feel like they're my friends that's <laughs> so sweet and it's really nice and so you know doing these things more than once too can also be you know it just gets better and the amazing thing similar to yoga is that even if the medium is the same even if I didn't change the mediums as often as I do you would still make something different have a different experience feel something different just based on you and what you're bringing that day. Yeah. Which I think is cool. Yeah, that's amazing. So many points. I completely agree with the 
first A, I like ended up following all the girls that we sat together on Instagram and we ended up talking. So just like the power of saying yes, doing something outside of your comfort zone. And then you don't know what will happen from it. I met this girl that was sitting at my table and she worked at a marketing startup. And now she sent me like tools that I could use for the podcast. And I would never thought that would have came from the event. So like, A, that part is there. B, totally agree with what you said. If you're showing up to something that you're interested in, especially on a weekly basis, I talk about this a lot. That's the best way to meet new people that are aligned with your values or your shared intention yes you can meet someone like if you go to a bar of course but there's no real commonality there like if you like you didn't agree on a certain value or interest or whatever you just showed up at the same time same place at this area but with something like an art class or a workout class or you show up to any community space that aligns with something that you're interested in at a baseline you have probably a few things in common which is really cool I think like a lot of people are like how do I make friends after college and that's a perfect way and it's so hard it's so true especially if you move to a new city and after covid so many people are working from home it's not easy to put yourself out there at all absolutely yeah i work from home and that was like probably the first time i talked to someone all day when i I went to the event and i know i think that's true it's an opportunity to make connections with other people as well as yourself and i even write on my coloring club on the description that you know, come alone. It's the perfect thing to do by yourself because you have 30 new people that are going to be your new besties. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I love doing stuff alone, but I know that's very intimidating for people. And I think like the space is so perfectly cultivated for someone to come alone. Like I think when I sat, my table had two girls that were friends and then I came alone and then someone else that came alone and we just all were going at it. It was great to get to meet them and like we're asking each other questions, getting to know more about each other. And it was just, it was such a cool experience. I feel like it wasn't intimidating at all. You create such a safe space for people to feel really accepted and welcome into. The other thing that you just touched on that was really interesting is I experienced a lot with yoga is like I could teach the same class 20 different times and it is a different experience every single time totally dependent on who's in the room what energies people are giving off what energy I'm giving off like I could have went to that art class that you had every single Tuesday for the rest of the next five years and like each time something different would come out of it which is so cool yeah it's true and like you said it's as simple as the experiences that you are bringing to the table every day not every day is a day that you want to uncover something deep about yourself you know some days you're too tired to do that and that's okay (laughs) but some days you kind of are ready to do that deeper work like it's up to you and there's no pressure either way I always say something along the lines of get as vulnerable as you want or stay as surface level as you want there's no pressure you know if you feel like you want to share there's always space for that if you just want to listen, there's also space for that. It's not required to act or have any certain type of experience. And that's really what I mean when I say low stakes. It's like you had a bad day. Okay, just come in and like gribble really hard. Then. Yeah. <laughs> Get out that emotion. If you had a good day, then, you know, just as in yoga, you can feel the energy of the people. We're all interacting with each other all the time. And I think that he said every every class is a completely different experience. Even when we do similar or the same mediums, it still is different. Yeah, definitely. That's just so interesting because I feel like this is such a good way for people to just take time out of the day for themselves. And I think that 
like when people are busy, have a lot of stuff going on, work, school, they're like, okay, I can still get in my workout or I can still get in whatever. Like they have the one thing, but creativity in a sense would be the first thing that people are like, oh, I don't have time for that. But it can be like the most powerful thing to bring it all together. If someone were to say something like that, like how can they start finding little ways to incorporate creativity in their own life? Yeah, I think you're right. It's so easy to say it's not important. As I grow, I realize how important it is to not only show up for the people in your life that are important to you, but also yourself and know that you have to kind of show up for yourself first and foremost, always. Otherwise, you're never going to be able to give in the way that you want to the people that you care about. And for me, I mentioned I went through this big awakening in the last couple of years. And one habit that is now a big non-negotiable for me is morning pages, which I'm sure you've heard of. I just started <laughs> doing it this month. Oh my God. Oh so my God. Okay. We have to like compare notes on how yes. it's going. But I love the practice of waking up and journaling every morning because it helps me kind of center myself and get prepared for the day. And it's where I do a lot of creative thinking, you know, like writing down these things. And though it's not necessarily art making in the way that I do in Coloring Club, but it is my creative outlet in a lot of ways where I'm sort of just seeing where my thoughts are in that moment. And I think that practice has really allowed me to completely change my life over the last two years and just go for it with starting this business and feeling confident enough to do that and feeling aligned in my purpose and my vision enough to say I'm worth it and this is worth it instead of doing things that were making me feel bad all the time but were sort of my habit and so there you know that's what I was doing and I think creativity and art making you know, I don't want to sit here and advise that everybody, all of your listeners start <laughs> painting or drawing every day because that's not realistic and that's, yeah. that doesn't align with everyone. But I think there are a lot of things you can do to take a creative moment for yourself and reflect a little bit. And for me, journaling works really well. But also in knowing that creativity isn't just art, mm-hmm. what are you interested in doing? What do you want to do. And I think a good way to figure that out is maybe a little bit of inner child work, thinking about when you were young, what did you love? Did you love to sing? Did you love to paint? Did you love to cook? Did you love being outside? Even sports can be creative. Whatever it was, if it's cooking, okay, you make sure that you carve out time every week to try a new recipe or make a new recipe up as you, you know, make some changes and things like that. The key here is that rather than copying something that someone else has done to be truly creative, I think you have to have to create something new. And so it doesn't have to be crazy doodling on a line or something like that and making it into new sometimes I take pictures of clouds with my phone and then I can like make them into oh little my gosh, figures I, love like, that. I know it's so fun but that that idea of making something new can be amazing and if you don't know where to start I think journaling is a good way to start because you're writing and then you know nobody ever has to look at it or read it or anything like that you know give yourself a creative challenge write a poem every week 
for mm-hmm. a month and see if you can do it. Those kind of things that can start building new habits can help, I think. Totally. Yeah, you touched on like two things that I'm so excited about. First, the morning pages. I love to journal. I was doing it a lot and I talked about this in one of my other episodes, but I wasn't doing it consistently. Like I was kind of just doing it randomly. And this month I was like, I'm going to journal every single morning. It doesn't matter if it's one sentence or one word even, but just the consistency to get myself into the habit because I was reading research on this. And what's so important about it is we have this monkey mind and it just goes and goes and goes all day. And you don't even realize like you either try to avoid it or distract from it. You just like put in headphones and like always have the TV in the background. You're just like avoiding it all day. And you never take time to be like, okay, what's coming up for me? How am I processing it? How can I start to recognize some patterns? And morning journaling, at first you're like, okay, whatever. It doesn't feel like you're doing anything. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, like as you keep writing and like you just kind of do it without limits and without judgment, you see things start to come up and you're like, oh, I didn't know I was feeling this way. I didn't know that this was coming up for me. This is coming up for me every single day. I didn't know that this was such a pattern. And you start to recognize and get to know yourself better, which I think is so powerful. And then when you go to something like a yoga class or I don't know, even therapy or an art class, like you go to these experiences and you can start to feel and like work through these things in a different way because you're you're more in tune with how you're feeling. Yeah, you're right. And also sometimes before you've started reflecting, you don't even know that these yeah. patterns are you have no subconsciously idea. driving your behaviors. And you're like, oh, every guy I date is the worst. And then you're <laughs> like, oh, what's the common denominator? There's some kind of behavioral or thought pattern that I am operating under that's harmful to me that at, and, you know, at one point it probably was keeping you safe. But now, yeah. And, you know, I think that you're right. It's so powerful to do that. And there's so many ways to uncover those things. But journaling and you know working it out with your hands I think is a really powerful one yeah and like everyone can do it so easy it's free no one ever has to see it you can do it for one minute you can do it for 20 minutes it just is another thing that kind of meets you where you're at I love that advice that's amazing and it's been helping me a lot too so I can I can definitely (laughs) agree with that the other thing that you mentioned that is proof that you're perfect guest for this podcast is like (laughs) something that I was struggling with was when I was like going through a lot of mental health things like I was really struggling to find happiness and joy and fulfillment and purpose. I was turning outward to so many different books and podcasts and people and videos. And I was just searching so hard to find what would make me feel better and what was the key. And I was intaking so much information. Like everyone was like, do this thing, do this thing, and you'll feel better. And obviously those things don't work. And I got to a point where I was just trying so many things that I forgot, A, what I even liked to do. I was taking on what everyone else said. I completely lost my sense of self. I was trying to make myself feel better but it just made me feel worse and the reason I started recalibrate this podcast was because I wanted to encourage people to find what makes them feel good and find what help them get back to themselves and exactly what you said we're not going to sit here and say like everyone has to paint and draw (laughs) and then your mental health will be perfect it really is about going back to just what makes you you like it, it provides a medium for you to just discover yourself more as a person and understand your 
yourself better. And then through that, incorporate whatever you want. There's no one thing that's going to make you feel better. I know. And at the end of the day, there's no one size fits all. Like you are the only person that's going to be able to uncover what that journey looks like for you. And especially now, I mean, there's so many resources now that are about healing and wellness. And I think it's amazing. Honestly, I think it's so great that we're kind of talking about this so often. But the caveat is these are all tools that you can use at the end of the day. Like you are the one that has to do the work with the tools. It has to come from you. The validation, even the motivation for making any kind of change has to come from within you. Otherwise it never will stick, you know? Yeah, exactly. And it's so interesting. One other thing, the same psychologist who writes about flow state, he also talks about how the creative process is in some ways, if you're thinking on a human scale, in a lot of ways similar to the like evolutionary genetic mm. changing process. And now when kids are born, they're born into a really different world than, you know, a hundred years ago. And our culture and the the creativity that comes with that has has changed a lot. You don't you aren't born knowing how to light a match but yeah you learn that unlike the genetic process each kid still has to learn how to use all of those things but that knowing and that learning happens from you like you are the one that's doing that so you have teachers you have things outside of you that are guiding you but at the end of the day you are the one that's making the connections in your brain. And I think that is so interesting when you think about all of this self-work, the healing, the self-actualization. It's all really creative at the end of the day. And that's why I think this kind of lighthearted approach to introducing creativity into your life can be a door opener because it's an opportunity to just kind of alchemize things for yourself and practice doing that in a low stakes environment. And then that can really lead to a huge amount of change if that's what you're looking for. Yeah, definitely. It's the stuff that you do in that space that starts to like trickle out into other areas of your life. And I love how you keep going back to the psychology behind creativity because that's something that is so important to me when I'm learning about a new area or when I want to change my behavior on something or implement something new, at least for my brain. Like it's so helpful to understand the why behind something. If I'm going to do something, I need to understand (laughs) why, why is this happening? Why is this going to help me? And like, how does this actually start to create change? So it's so interesting. The last question that I'll ask, for those who have listened to the podcast before, each week I explore different topics to share my experience and insights on how you can kind of get back in tune with yourself, which is the theme of this whole episode. But a lot of it is about starting to shift your perspective on how you interact with yourself and the world around you. So in that spirit, Megan, I'm interested to know, what was the last time that you shifted your perspective on something? Oh my God, I love that question. I think, I mean, there have been so many examples of that in my life as of late, but I think a big one that is still unfolding is the idea that I have to follow this path. Like I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. And like, I'm waiting for something to happen to me or someone to tell me what to do next. And when I sort of opened my eyes and realized that life is happening from me and not to me, that was a huge perspective shift, like a change in my mindset that has 
allowed my life to change at a huge rapid pace, knowing that I am the driver, like I'm in the driver's seat. And it's sort of like, that probably sounds obvious or duh, but the perspective shift that has occurred when you really truly know that and stop operating under, I'm waiting for this, I'm waiting for that next thing to happen. I think about it a lot in terms of my own happiness. I'm waiting for the perfect job, then I'll be happy. The perfect boyfriend, then I'll be happy. The perfect house, then I'll be happy. That is not how life works, though. So knowing that and changing my perspective to finding that validation from me and then going forward, feeling in line with my inner self has led to a huge amount of growth for me personally. I just got the chills. That was so beautifully (laughs) said. I could not agree more. Like that's probably the number one thing that I've also shifted my perspective on the past couple of years. And I don't think it's obvious at all. Like it might sound okay, sure, when you're saying it, but I think that's still the biggest thing that people are struggling with. Everyone is so convinced once I get to X place, that's not where I am right now, I will be happy. And I've lived through this cycle so many times that I tell myself, okay, once I just get here, which is not where I am right now, I will be happy. <laughs> and it never works. Like I've been through it a lot of times. I'm never happier at that point. And no. it makes you feel even worse. This is what the first episode of the podcast was about because it makes you feel even more empty. Like, what's wrong with me? I got to this place and I'm still not happy. Okay. It assigns this guilt or shame to you. But the secret is that it doesn't come from any of those other things. Like, right. always you. Yeah, it always has to come from you. And obviously, that's a hard answer. Like people aren't are still searching for like those other things because it's a quick fix. Oh, if I just do this other thing, easy, done. I'm going to be happy, like amazing. (laughs) But it's hard. Like it's hard to go to therapy and think through why you're thinking about things a certain way and do all of the work. It's definitely not easy, but that's where it starts to come from. And another thing that I've noticed is that the more inner work you do, the more you have to do. (laughs) You know what I mean? Oh my God. Never ending. Yeah. Yeah, it's never ending, but that's okay because each thing that gets uncovered you have tools to process and it's healthy I think to be doing this kind of reflecting yeah and that's just like life like I've been reading a lot about you know this whole self-improvement space and at a certain point just too much if you are always (laughs) on the journey to improve or whatever fix something that ends up being your whole life you're just going to go through the whole entire life and be like I didn't even enjoy where I'm at so I think it's just continually learning more about yourself and how it shapes and impacts the experiences that you have in the present moment that just start to develop this deeper sense of comfortability with yourself and and just joy that can kind of start to go outwards as well. Yeah, I think that's what it's all about. Becoming comfortable with yourself. This is who I am. This is what I'm doing. Those are like the keys, I think. Yeah. And like you said, sometimes it's not the day to do inner work. You don't have to do it. In. Of like, course. And you don't have to seek it out too. I think like it comes up as it's supposed to is what I think. Like when I'm processing an emotion or something like that, I'm like, this is what I'm supposed to do now. But when I feel kind of happy and I'm just kind of like vibing there's no reason to force yourself to feel negative thoughts or like you know think oh I should be healing or doing this like shadow work but yeah it comes up when it's supposed to Yeah, like humans are so dynamic and fluid. We just experience a lot of different emotions at a lot of different times. And that's just what makes us human. 
<laughs> I know. <laughs> but Megan, this is one of my favorite conversations I've had in so long. Thank you so, so much for taking the time this morning and talking to me about Art Girl and your background. I could actually talk to you all day. <laughs> I know. Um, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I know. I'm sad. Like, it like flies by so fast. But I appreciate you so much. I know Art Girl has a few more events this year. I'm coming to one next Tuesday. I'm so excited. Yay! Oh, yay. I can't wait. I want everyone to know where they can find you. What's upcoming for Art Girl? What do you have in store? Give me all of the things so that I can promote. Yay! I can't believe I'm saying this, but we are actually sold out for all our workshops for the rest of the year. So exciting. But we're going to start again in the new year. We'll do our coloring club every other Tuesday at Lion's Milk Cafe in Brooklyn, which is the cutest, most amazing coffee shop like we talked about um so they're amazing hosts and it's a really warm vibey space so we'll start again on january 10th and i have a couple other shops coming up as well that will be announced on my instagram page which is art girl with two underscores art girl with a u <laughs> <laughs> and yeah follow along on instagram and that's where new workshops get posted i also am offering gift cards for tarot reading right now if you need a last minute a present for your bestie and I'm offering virtual tarot readings for for folks as well so that's all linked in my Instagram and finally our girl also does a lot of private events corporate events if you want to do a workshop with your company or for your bachelorette party or whatever you want then just shoot me an email at heygirl at artgirl.org and we can work together I would love it oh my gosh so exciting yeah no matter where you're at you have events for everything which is just amazing <laughs> I will link everything down below so that you guys can all follow Megan and see the amazing things that she's doing and hopefully you can go to an event soon but again thank you so so much Megan you are the best if you're new here make sure you follow or subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it so you can be notified of new episodes I hope you have an amazing rest of your day or night or week whenever you're listening to this I am so so grateful for all of you for listening and for following along and I will talk to you again next Tuesday